Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and this is David Smith, Yellow. the Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Dave, the Illinois Family Institute and the Christian community has lost a dear friend. Oh, boy, yes. With the passing of Marty Ozinga. The third. Yeah, the third. And uh, this dear gentleman, brother in Christ, meant so much to the Christian community for all he did. You know, the Ozinga family has uh, created a a wonderful um, family business uh, in its the concrete business, and their Christian family has created a legacy in supporting a lot of great Christian education, um, uh, pro-life, crisis pregnancy centers, and such like that. And, uh, of course, we know that uh, Marty Ozinga III, who, who just passed away at 71 years of age, um, ran for Congress uh, a few years back in, uh, in the 11th Congressional District and uh, was active in Republican par- politics. And uh, his son, Tim, he's got six sons, uh, and of course, a Marty Fourth and a Marty Fifth is a grandson, really, um, is, is a wonderful legacy. But uh, his son, Tim, is a state representative from the Mokina area. And that's a new um, development as of 2021. Well, he did so much uh, for the cause of Christ. Yes. Uh, a real advocate for a Christian education. You know what? I bet you we don't even know the, the tip of the iceberg of everything they've done, uh, that family has done. And Marty has been very generous in, and of course, promoting Christian education. Yes. Yeah. And. He, he wasn't a fellow who liked to brag about those accomplishments. No. They were kind of, well, He would be we're, happy we're if this. he was in the, yeah, he would be very happy not being in the limelight, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, our sympathies to the Ozinga family. Our prayers and sympathies, absolutely. Uh, they are. Um, on one hand, they're mourning. On the other hand, they're celebrating that he is now uh, worshiping face-to-face. And they should be proud. With Jesus. They should be proud of uh this great gentleman who did so much for the cause Amen. of Christ. That's right. Well, Dave, the uh, legislature is in session, unfortunately. <laughs> yep, through, through the end of the, uh, of the month of May. And May 31st is when they're supposed to adjourn. And so we've got a month worth of uh, trouble. We're, we're, we're praying and crossing our fingers <laughs> that a lot doesn't get done. Uh, there are some bills that we're deeply concerned about, mm-hmm. and we're going to go through that list. But I think one that worries me the most is legislation that would repeal the Parental Notice of Abortion Act. That's right. Uh, this is legislation that... Uh, was actually passed back in 1995. That's right. But the pro-abortion left fought it tooth and nail. Kept and, kept it from going into effect because they were in court constantly. Yeah. Yep. And this is not parental consent. We need to make that clear. This is just parental notice that we're right. talking about. That's right. And recent polling shows that 72% of voters 
favor parental notice. More than that, 58% of pro-choice voters favor parental notification. So what the the state lawmakers are doing on behalf of Planned Parenthood and a guy named Terry Cosgrove with Personal PAC um, is out of step with the people of Illinois. They do not want to be uh, um, circumvented or their rights as parents and guardians usurped by a bunch of state lawmakers. Uh, And what's worse, what's really concerning about this, besides my parental rights being usurped, your parental rights, is the fact that this would enable pimps who want to traffic young women and and if they're a young woman who is being sex trafficked, uh, gets pregnant, he can just take them to an abortion mill, get the problem solved, and then put her back out uh, on the market. This is a, a bill that pedophiles should be really happy with. Well, there's another aspect of it, too. Yeah. Absolutely. And you think about these uh, young girls who are getting pregnant, you know, 15, 16-year-old girls by their 22-year-old boyfriends. Or 30-year-old boyfriend. Right. Yep. And, and they're going to get a pass now. Yep. Nope. Very just, dangerous. Just think about that. Well, we want to... Uh, Don't you think that parents should know about it? Parents absolutely. should get at least a heads up. Yep. I mean, dear Lord. Yeah, this is surgery we're talking about. Yep. And goodness gracious, I want to know if my <laughs> underage daughter's having surgery. That's right. But, uh, you know, if uh, Planned Parenthood says, no, 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 uh, these lawmakers uh, bow down to them. Here to join us in a discussion about this issue in particular is Jenna Smith. Uh, Jenna is Dave's oldest oldest daughter. daughter. Uh, She's active here with the Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action, and uh, is outspoken on parental notice. Jenna, your concerns. You're 18 years old, young lady, smart, articulate. What are your concerns? What I'm most concerned about is the taking away of the rights of not only the parents, but the the women as well. Um, These are young girls that are being deprived of a choice on whether or not they even want to get an abortion, especially if they're being sex trafficked. And where is the outrage over that? There are so many women nowadays who say, it's my body, my choice. Well, these girls who are being trafficked, these girls that are being forced to undergo abortions by um, their traffickers, they... Pimps, you can call them pimps. That's exactly what they are, either pimps or or even their older boyfriends who want to conceal what's been going on, the illegal uh, statutory rape in many cases. Um, They're they're able to hide it from... um, coming to light because exactly well, the, the, the Planned Parenthood folks are willing to go along with this and, and that should be troubling yeah. it should be and I think that if you call yourself um, a feminist or if you support women's rights you should be completely against the repeal of parental notice because it takes away the right of young girls to notify their parents to have a choice on whether or not they want to keep their baby it completely repeals any right of the girl and the parent. And that should be concerning. Yeah, you think about it. uh, You could be holding a discussion with your parents about what I should do. Yes. And this gives, this diminishes that incentive to do that. Yes. And I, for one, would not feel at all comfortable 
hiding something like this from my parents, which I would be doing if parental notice was revoked. I would be able to do. I not, would be able to do. Not that you would necessarily do that, right? No. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> right? You, you'd want to get good counsel. You want to get... And then what about this, Jenna, too? The, the, um, the potential side effects of abortion on a young oh, girl... Right. And their parents don't know why is she all of a sudden so withdrawn or so pale or whatever. There may be some physical or emotional or even spiritual ramifications from such a major life-altering decision. And that's where the parent should be in their daughter's life is to be um, supporting their daughter in um, growing spiritually and mentally and physically and if there is no parental notice, how on earth are the parents going to be able to keep raising their daughter if she is hiding this from them? Right. So it should be no surprise that we learn that 58% of pro-choice, right, maybe even feminists, maybe maybe there's some feminists in that yes. number, um, support parental notification. So why do you think it is, Jenna, I'm going to ask you to pontificate here, why do you think it is that these abortion proponents want to do away with parental notification? Well, there are multiple reasons. One of them is because there is a lot of money involved. and Follow, follow the, the money trail. Exactly. And I feel like they do not want to have the parents know because they want to have control of the children. Mm. And this is you know, another whole... Well, I think you're hitting on a a very important point. Control, which there's another word for it. Power. Statism. Power, right? Power, statism. Authority, right? And and I also believe there is a godless aspect to this. Amen. In that the devil doesn't want any more God images in this world. Exactly. And so whatever he can do to encourage the murder of the unborn and, and future images of God from being walking around this earth, he's going to do it. But let's go back to this whole idea of the um, mental and spiritual and physical consequences because I, I don't want to overlook that. I think it's so important for us to consider a parent's role in consoling and comforting and in um, in working with a child, a young woman who who may regret and probably does, um, or has been manipulated into something now that she regrets, right? Right, and there are multiple multiple aspects of when you get an abortion. Not only is a little life lost, there is um, serious ramifications with the girl especially the young developing girl, um, she her body could be forever yes. just completely destroyed from this, from ever having children in her future. In other from, words, she might not be able to have children exactly. in the future. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And there's also um, the mental health aspect, which you pointed out, that um, if she is allowed to hide this from her parents, would that, wouldn't that just put a wall between her and mm-hmm. her parents? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And think about when you... Lay your head on that pillow at night. You think you might think about that before you go to sleep? Sure, sure. You think it might keep you awake at night? I think it might haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me, let's look back in, let's say, your life and maybe some of your friends. 
uh, you're 18 now, but let's think about, let's say when you were 15, 14. Boy, you, you think girls your age, your friends from that time period, 14, 15, could have made a good decision about this. By themselves, right? By themselves without In some the, uh, influence from their parents. Or, or just relying on somebody who is biased you know they're they have a, a, mo- a motivation one side of the story a, a motivation that's not pure right right thing is with girls with going on 14 and 15 we think that we know life we think that we got it all down um i have a younger sister and you know she's approaching that age and they're definitely that attitude comes out a little while and i think to myself that's that's how I was back then. And I, I got a, had a couple teenage daughters, too. <laughs> Believe me, I know. <laughs> so I, I don't think that we should be trusted with these types of decisions because we really don't know anything about life, especially when we're 14, 15. We're just getting yeah. into high school. Yeah. We're just starting to discover who we want to be in life, what career we want to pursue. And all of a sudden, we are given a life-altering decision or not even given a life-altering decision because it's made by the boyfriend by the trafficker that it's just mind-boggling to me why people are actually wanting to repeal the parental notice and jenna you remember the woman from my half of the sky right what was her name Renee Polino. Renee, she testified on camera and before her state lawmakers that you know she's working to rescue sex trafficked young ladies. Yes. And uh, the youngest person she helped, who had an abortion, was at eight years old. Can wow. you imagine eight years old, oh, and then terrible. has gone on to have five more abortions, and that is somebody being exploited. Right. Again, follow the money. It's not only obviously the abortion clinics are making money on every single murder of of an unborn baby, but also the pimp is making money by pimping out this young girl. And, and, And sex trafficking is a real situation in America today that we need to take and, and spend more time talking about. It's praying, business. Praying about. It's a big business. Absolutely. It's a big bad business. And. Planned Parenthood and their followers just want to make it bigger. And enable it. Enable it. Exactly. Well, Jenna, tell me, what's your message to lawmakers about parental notice? What do you want to say to them? Please do not. This is going to radically change how families operate. This is going to put up walls between children and their parents, daughters and their protectors. As parents, you are supposed to be protecting your daughter from situations exactly like abortion or sex trafficking. Yes. So what I want to say to um, the lawmakers is please do not repeal the parental notice Um, on behalf of all of my uh, younger friends, my underage friends, my sister, and as a future mother myself, and as a voter, I please ask you to not repeal the parental notice. Well, thank you so much, Jenna. Uh, we really appreciate your insights on this. Um, you know, as a couple guys, maybe we don't understand everything <laughs> associated with parental notice, but uh, as parents, I think we have some insights, Dave. 
And uh, thank you for your comments. We appreciate them. Well, Dave, we have uh, a big second half. We want to talk about some other legislation that we're concerned about and a measure we do like and some upcoming events that uh, I think you folks want to know about and maybe attend. That'll be coming your way as Illinois Family Spotlight continues. Hi, this is Pastor Kelvin from Christian Liberty Academy. Let's be honest, the government school system is not a safe place for your children. New government mandates and complicit teacher unions command teachers to follow a Marxist agenda and the disastrous sex ed instruction. Let's face it, your children are not being educated, they are being indoctrinated to be agents of a socialist revolution. It's time to get your children out of the public schools. We can help. For over 50 years, Christian Liberty Academy, along with its homeschool program, has served hundreds of thousands of families locally, nationally, and worldwide. We pioneered the modern homeschool movement over 50 years ago, and we can help you from a single book to a complete curriculum and teacher support materials. Visit ChristianLiberty.com to learn more or to schedule a tour of our excellent 12-acre facility in Arlington Heights. Take action today. Visit ChristianLiberty.com. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here along with uh, Dave Smith. Hello. And uh, the legislature is in session, Dave. We talked about uh, parental notice uh, in depth. But there's some other bills out <laughs> yeah, there, there is. <laughs> that we are concerned about. Dave, it's not like government school students are not already over-sexualized. <laughs> but the REACH Act yeah. would bring LGBTQ Planned Parenthood sex education material. Yep, correct. To our government school classrooms, starting right. well, in kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we fought this kind of legislation a few years ago, uh, and it was sixth through twelfth grade, and uh, they finally accomplished their goal. Um, we we're fighting this now in Springfield and they've got a you know the Democrats have a super majority and unfortunately so many of our lawmakers uh, fall into the the trap of believing uh, that they need to teach children the dangers or the how-to's I mean believe okay I mean, let me let me stress that again not only the dangers and they do try to teach that but they also teach the how-to's and encourage experimentation to our kids and you know i can't imagine what they're going to be teaching in kindergarten why well, in the world age appropriate i'll give them that They'll, they say it'll be age appropriate but what does that mean but monty in this in this you know uh, transgender world that we're living in now yeah. how in the world can they even tell kindergartners a boys have penis and the girls have your vaginas how can i mean wait a minute boys and girls wait, wait. i mean can't a girl have a penis now am i wrong <laughs> well that that's what we're getting, I, getting of course I, I i yeah. joke i joke but i i'll never forget you know uh, monty when we were lobbying against this uh, a few years ago we um actually took a page out of the planned parenthood curriculum copied it and then we we um super glued a little packet from um, a restaurant of grape jelly and we delivered it to every lawmaker uh and, and in it it says uh it was encouraging the students whatever grade it was and i can't remember what grade it was but maybe eighth grade 
um, encouraging kids to experiment with condoms and sex and to lubricate the condom, you could use grape jelly in the oh pantry. And so as, I, as we were delivering this to each lawmaker's secretary, at first they said, oh, cute. And then they read the passage and they said, oh, disgusting. I'll never eat grape jelly again. <laughs> right? <Wow. laughs> and we were able to hold it off back then. But eventually elections have consequences. And uh, the, the supermajority of Democrats have been in Springfield for a while. And uh, we have uh, these policies that are being implemented left and right. And in a state that has recognized gay marriage, so-called, gay mirage, as Pastor Doug says, uh, since 2013, you better believe that our sex educators are going to be teaching homosexual sex. And it's pretty disturbing. And the attributes of abortion. Of, know. of course, of course. Yeah. Um, Dave, there's going to be some long-term ramifications of this. Uh, yes, of course. You know, there's going to be, um, uh, besides the fact there's going to be plenty of new abortions as a result of experimentation, there are also going to be STIs or STDs, whatever <laughs> you want to call them, sexually transmitted infections, sexually transmitted diseases, and some of these will scar a woman, especially in her her uterus, and won't allow her to get pregnant in the in the future. I mean, those are those those are real possibilities. And of course, then there are other things: HIV and AIDS. We're not talking about it very much anymore. But if you watch a sports game on TV, for <laughs> you can't help but get barraged with all kinds of ads for either HIV uh, medicine or STI medicine. And it's, and it's pretty disturbing because what they're doing to the culture is saying you can go out and, and have all these uh, exp um, experiments, opportunities, um, partners, um, and here's how you deal with the consequences of those. Right. But it's not God's design. It's not God's design. God designed sex for marriage, one man, one woman, for a lifetime. And guess what? Within those parameters, it's all good. Yep. They're out to decriminalize hard drugs. <laughs> uh, we saw the strategy with marijuana. It came, they started with decriminalization yep. until now uh, legal high-potency marijuana is uh, the norm here in Illinois. Now they want to decriminalize meth, heroin, and cocaine. Why do this? Why do this? Um, because a society that is inebriated isn't paying attention. Right. And the oligarchy, the ruling class, is able to do what they want with impunity. They won't be held accountable. And so it's uh, the old saying, the Marie Antoinette, right? Give them cake. Let them eat cake, right? Isn't it, well, let them be stoned. Let them be high. Let them be intoxicated. And, and they won't be paying attention to what we're doing and how we're spiraling everything out of control. And, you know, it's, it's funny. Let me, let me just say about this. 
uh, we warned. We've warned when they started to do the medical marijuana. We warned this is just the first step, yep. right? And in Chicago, they've already introduced legislation for to legalize psychedelic mushrooms, right? And not only decriminalizing, you're talking about decriminalizing in Springfield because it's not fair to go after people who are just trying to get high. It's not fair, <laughs> right? But I have to mention this. So that's one of the bills down in Springfield, right? Um, there's another bill that uh, limits the balloon, l- number of balloons you can launch at any one given time. So if you're oh. celebrating somebody's birthday, their 60th birthday, and you want to celebrate by launching 60 balloons up into the air, guess what? You can't because they want to limit it to 50. And then how about how about um, uh, giving dogs and cats taxpayer-funded legal representation. Yes. I kid you not, Senate Bill 153. It's a matter of equality and equity, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) A a court can appoint legal representation for dogs and cats. Can you imagine that? This is the kind of stuff they're going to get away with when the society is stoned and nobody's paying attention. And you got to think, their investors out there are just waiting for the day when these hard drugs are ready to be rolled out in Illinois. Right. I mean, it's, you know, let me just point out on marijuana, they are, they are already saying in Illinois and other states that have legalized, it's impacted the alcohol business. But that's okay with the alcohol businesses. You know why? They're already invested in the big marijuana businesses. Mm. Wow. Anheuser-Busch, are, they're, they're no longer Budweiser. They're Budweiser and the Bud. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dave, critical race theory is coming to a public school classroom. Yes. Uh, against the will of a lot of people. That's right. And so how do parents counter that now? Well, you know, it, it's going to be coming in because uh, to every single school in the state of Illinois, uh, because teachers are going to be required to learn these things, and then it's going to filter down to the, the, the students in every single classroom. So parents and grandparents, we're, we're encouraging you to please consider your other options on education. Uh, Christian day schools, one uh, cr- uh, homeschool co-ops, or just homeschooling your children as a family. These are better ways to educate your kids academically. By the way, academically, most of our our schools, especially in the big cities, are failing our kids. They are not reaching proficiency level in English language, in math, and in science. Too many of them are being left behind. But then you add on this other stuff like we're talking about here with critical race theory or the LGBT history mandate, and they're being indoctrinated with godless ideologies that run contrary to the Bible. And education choice is kind of under attack right now uh, because the oh, governor wants right. to cut the scholarship. Okay, money. so so a lot of people don't know about this, and let's let's talk about it. Invest in Kids is a state program. Now, don't shut me out here because it, it's a state program. However, it doesn't have really much many strings attached to it. What it does is enables. Uh, investors, corporate individuals, to give money to a private school, Christian or non-Christian, and get a 75% tax credit. 
Okay. Now, for those of you who aren't CPAs. That's real money. That's real money. A tax credit is much better than a tax write-off. It's a credit towards your taxes. So, Monty, if you wrote a big check, let's say, uh, for $1,000 to Christian Liberty Academy, who we love up there in Arlington Heights, and uh, and then submitted that through this Invest in Kids program, you get to realize a $750 tax credit the next time you file with the state of Illinois your taxes. That's incentive to give to Christian education. Right. Now, what you pointed out is Governor Pritzker is looking for various ways to uh, save money so he can waste money on another, to save money on one hand and to waste money on the other. But He calls uh, this a loophole. <laughs> he calls this, well, he wants to scale it back to 40% instead right. of 75%. And Republicans in the state of Illinois, school choice proponents, want to expand this program. Not 75%, let's make it 90%. Hey, let's make it 100%, and let's make this program permanent because as of right now, I think it's going to sunset in, in, in 2024 or 25. I can't remember. It's scheduled to sunset, and we don't want it to sunset. And if you're concerned about equality, think about it. This gives children in uh, underprivileged areas a chance to escape failing public schools. Absolutely. Uh, this this gives them a way to get into uh, good academic. And of course, our concern is, as a Christian organization is that these kids get into a good Christian school where they'll learn the Bible. Learn the Bible. And uh, use that as the basis of their life, their worldview. Absolutely. There we go. Dave, before we go into... Uh, a discussion about uh, some important upcoming events which discuss uh, the need to get our kids out of these public schools, these government-run schools. Christian education and home education are now under attack by legislation now being proposed in the legislature that would say, for instance, under a government emergency, right. maybe we need to allow yeah, so these government workers to come into these Christian homes to an investigate to see if everything's on the up and up. So House Bill 2789 passed recently in the House of Representatives uh, with 70 votes. <clears throat> no Republicans voted for it. It was a partisan roll call. <clears throat> what this bill will do is give the Illinois Department of Public Health carte blanche, absolute authority over schools, non-public and public schools, in case of a health crisis like the COVID-19 situation. Uh, what's interesting about this is the Illinois Department of Public Health opposed that. Oh. <laughs> they don't want that. And you know who else opposed it? The Illinois Department of Public Education. So wait a minute. What are you saying, Dave? Those two organizations don't want this being passed, but it was passed? You know who's behind it, Monty? The Illinois Education Association. And, and do they give donations to uh, political <laughs> candidates, to state Boy, lawmakers? I, I think you've been doing this for a little while, Monty. Yeah, you've been around the block a few times, right? So the Illinois Department of Public Health and, and, and the school board do not give donations to candidates. But the Illinois Education Association, also known as the unions, um, give plenty of money. 
plenty of money to our state lawmakers, especially, especially the Democrats, Monty. Especially the money, uh, the huh. Democrats. <laughs> well, it all makes sense now. Uh, so, and so, you don't, so you, what is it? Okay, so here's the problem, real quick. So what they're doing is they're removing the authority that rests with the local county public health, okay, department who could close down schools if 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 the pandemic so they're removing it from the local folks to the Springfield bureaucrats to the state bureaucrats they're accumulating power in a central place in Springfield and of course unelected bureaucrats here if if you wanted to um, as it is right now before this law gets passed we could trust our local f- officials and if we don't like the local officials, we can vote them out, right? Uh, maybe not the you know the county uh, pu- public health people, but we can uh, reelect and elect the county board members and the president of the county board who makes those appointments. Well, if you're a Christian educator, uh, let's say you send your kids to a Christian school or a Christian home educator, yeah. Maybe you need to get on the phone Absolutely. with your lawmakers. They, they need to know, 217-782-2000. Of course, we've said that many times on this podcast. Uh, that is the Capitol switchboard. You need to call and talk to your state senator's office. Uh, ask the person who answers the phone to please ask the senator to vote against House Bill 2789. Again, House Bill 2789. Ask them to vote no to uh, giving bureaucrats in Springfield more power. And that number again, Monty, is? 217-782-2000. Okay. And if you don't know the name of your state senator, you can go to our website and click Officials Finder, and you can get the pertinent information that you need. Yeah, you put your zip code in, your address, and you'll find your state lawmaker. In this case, we need you to call your state senator, 217-782-2000. Yep. State Representative Brad Hallbrook, now this is a bill we do like, uh, has introduced a House committee proposal to begin the process of separating Cook County from the rest of the state. The other 101 counties would become the 51st state. Woohoo! New what? Illinois! I, I, boy, I can think of a few things of why this is such a good idea. But why do you believe that uh, this is a good idea? It is. You know, the Cook County Democrats have, uh, in Chicago Democrats, have had authority over the city or the city and the county for what, well over 50 years, okay? Well over my lifetime. 60, 70 years, Monty. I mean, you, you covered politics in Chicago. Yep. You know. And things have only gotten worse. Our schools are failing. The violence is out of control. We're losing people. The debt is at all-time highs, right? Hey, look, if they want to run the city and the county like that, well, shame on the voters of those city and county. But you know what? The state of Illinois shouldn't be run that way. And therefore, we want our own say and control over the state. Here's the problem, Monty. In Cook County and in Chicago, about 8 million people. Right. All right. The rest of the state, the whole state is 13 million. So we're talking, what, 5 million outside of Cook County. So they have a disproportionate um, influence on all the legislation. That's why they have super majorities 
in Springfield. And that's why, think about it, because of the population in Cook County and Chicago, Yes, these voters in downstate, central Illinois, really don't have representation. No, no. It's all Cook County politics for the rest of the state. Chicago politics runs the state, even if, like, for example, uh, State Representative Brad Halbrook lives in Shelbyville. Shelbyville! That's in the middle of the state, southern Illinois, or central Illinois. Uh, so anyway, so we're between those two points. <laughs> and in, their values are very different. Their needs are very different. Their um, goals are very different than that of the city of Chicago or Cook County. Yeah, and there are a lot of moderate-type Democrats downstate. There are. And even there, there used to are- be in Chicago, but because of the failure of our schools, because of the pro indoctrination of our government schools, we no longer have what they used to call blue dog Democrats. And we saw possibly the last one in Illinois get booted out of Congress last year in Dan Lipinski, who was a pro life Democrat from the south side of Chicago, in a wild eyed left wing progressive, or should I say socialist? I'll say Marxist. Marxist, okay. Marine Newman beat him in the primary. And so, I mean, we used to have um, guys like Kevin Joyce and uh, Brosnahan and Kevin McCarthy and and all these Irish Catholic pro-life Democrats, and they're no longer around. Well, Dave, we talked about the fight to protect uh, home education and Christian education and the need to get our kids out of government schools right. filled with indoctrination, That's left-wing right. indoctrination, uh, indoctrination that teaches kids to hate America and to turn aside from the God that created them. We have a series of events coming up yes. that address this issue. Yes. And we need to get pastors and Church leaders. Church leaders there. Tell us about what's happening. Yeah, so uh, the last week of June, we're going to be going throughout. We're going to make, I think it's eight stops throughout the state of Illinois. And we're going to be encouraging pastors or church leaders to join us for either a breakfast, lunch, or dinner uh, where we can present um, the case for public school exit. Let me just put it that way. Our kids are being indoctrinated. Um, our schools are failing them academically. They're at risk physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Uh, and it's time that we encourage parents and grandparents within our churches to consider the other options. And we want to go around the state showing them the other options. Look, Monty, the Great Commission tells us to make disciples of all nations. And we have in America been doing a a good job of that, sending missionaries to Africa, South America, China, all over the place, right? Um, But it's really high time to recognize the cultural rot in Illinois, in the United States, and realize our mission ground has really got to be our own kids now. Because, and and think about how many kids, young 20-somethings, are leaving the faith Right. They're not going to church anymore. They're walking away from the faith. Well, think about that. If you rescue kids from the public school system, you're protecting your church in the future. Yes. Think about that, because if kids are indoctrinated, when they get older, they're going to turn away from the church. Yeah. And if you want to 
protect the future of your church, yeah. well, then you ought to consider saying, maybe there's a better way for kids. Maybe it's Christian education. Maybe it's Christian home education. And we can protect our church and get these kids to be active adults within the church. Can I, can I just say, you know, um, rescue our own church. I mean, that's a very worthy goal, but it's a temporal goal. If we think of it in the spiritual terms, we're talking about building the kingdom of God. Right. Right? Eternal souls. And, you know, Scripture says, what good is it if you save the rest of the world, but you, your own family is left behind? It's not good. And so we need to be focusing on the mission field that is in our own churches, our own children, our own grandchildren. That has got to be a priority before we set our eyes on the ends of the world. Right. Well, Dave, if, if you want to know more yeah. about what's happening with these special events around the state, uh, they could call the IFI office or even go to our website and click events. That's right. Call us at 708 708- 781-9328, or you can even send us an email saying, I'd like to know more, and we'll send you a flyer um, and any other information you'd like. It's contact us at illinoisfamily.org. That's contact us at illinoisfamily.org. And the phone number again, 708 781 9328illinoisfamily.org click events yes uh, before we end the podcast uh, I want to tell you that um, the Illinois Christian Home Educators Conference will be coming up at uh, in the beginning of June and ICHE.org is where you can find out more information. So if you are considering uh, alternatives to public school, then please, Consider going to this conference in Bourbonnais. In Bourbonnais, yes. At, Olive uh, Nazarene. Olivet Nazarene University. Uh, it's very convenient to get to right off of 57. And I want you to encourage you to do that. And then there is a Speak Out meeting, which is a uh, pro life coalition. May 15th, the Saturday at the Drury Lane, Oak Brook, a beautiful venue. And uh, some great speakers there, including Jeannie Ives, who will be talking about. Uh, the legislative efforts to uh, protect life and the legislative efforts to also destroy life. So yep. uh, it's a conference that's uh, not so much telling you what the problem is, but how you can combat the problem. And it's, it would be good to get out with other pro-life, like-minded conservatives as well. Right, Monty? To strategize and to just say... Network. And to network and say, hey, I have a friend here. Yep. So uh, Speak Out Illinois Conference, you can go to the Speak Out Illinois website or our website for more info. Our friends at Illinois Conservative Union are going to have a fundraising event. Only $20, Monty. Only $20 a ticket to come and hear Nigel Farge. Nigel Farge, the hero, the conservative hero from England who led the Brexit effort in England. He's going to come and tell us. Um, how to Stand Strong. Uh, it's The title actually is America's Comeback Tour 2021. So uh, if you go to Illinois Conservative Union's website or their Facebook page, you'll learn more about that. And then finally, the last two things I want to ask folks to do is pencil in these dates. Save the date. September 2nd 
in Arlington Heights, Illinois Family Action is going to have a candidates forum for gubernatorial and U.S. senatorial candidates. And then October 29th, we're having our annual banquet in Lombard with Dr. Erwin Lutzer. Dr. Erwin Lutzer, pastor emeritus of Moody Church. He just wrote a new book. And um, he we will, will be, not be silenced. And and he will not be Timely. he will not be silenced. He's been doing this for more than what forty years, and uh, written many books. And this one is a great book. And he will present what he has learned and what God has put on his heart at that banquet. Well, Dave, uh, before we close out, we need to remind folks to take some action on these bills that are really concerning to us. Uh, what should they do? Visit our website at illinoisfamily.org. You will see a Springfield update on the right side in the column there. Click on that bill tracker, and you will get a download of a PDF of all the bills that we're watching. And so if you can take action on those bills, especially the ones that kind of hit you front and center in your nose, (laughs) uh, we'd really appreciate you speaking out because you know what? You shouldn't stay silent. That's right. And if you don't know the name of your state lawmakers, you just go to officialsfinder at illinoisfamily.org, and you can uh, find out not only their names, but also their phone numbers. That's right. So there you go. And thank you for your support of the Illinois Family Institute. Very much appreciated. Do take care, stay active, stay healthy, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.